0: Thank you for joining us this week on the Forward Church Podcast. Here's a dynamic word from Pastor Cassie called Raising a Legacy. I'm going to talk to you this morning about raising a legacy. And I'm going to talk about two women in the Bible who raised a legacy, a mighty man of God. And um, if you will, if you will go ahead and stand for the reading of God's Word. And as Pastor says, if you'll stand now, I'll stand for the rest of service. And you won't have to stand anymore because I know the up-down gets tiring, okay? We want to let our mamas rest on Mother's Day. But we're going to dive deep into the Word of God this morning and talk about raising a legacy. We are going to be in 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. Turn on your Bibles. Open your Bibles. Scroll to your Bible. Uh, We're going to be in verses 3 through 7. And I'm going to begin there now. Timothy, Paul is writing to Timothy. Timothy, I thank God for you, the God I serve with a clear conscience, just as my ancestors did. Night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. I long to see you again, for I remember your tears as we parted, and I will be filled with joy when we are together again. I remember your genuine faith. Someone say genuine genuine faith. For you share the faith that first filled your grandmother, someone say grandmother, Lois. And your mother, someone say mother, Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, of love, and of self Discipline. Amen. Someone needs to receive that in 2023. That God hasn't given you or your children or your grandchildren a spirit of fear, no matter what's going on in the world. But what He's given them is a spirit of power, love, and self. Discipline. Will you pray with me and then I'm going to let you be seated. Lord, I love you. I thank you for every person that's in this room and I pray that you would use me today, God. Let everything I say, Lord, be from you. I pray that it would be anointed. I pray it would be communicated with clarity. I pray that someone will leave here different than they came in the name of Jesus. And the church said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Look at your neighbor and say, You look good this morning. You look so good this morning. All of you do. Oh, my goodness. So we're going to dive into 2 uh, Timothy. I shouldn't have got y'all fellowship That was a bad idea. This, you just get the church fellowship, and sometimes it's hard to rein you back in. I'm just kidding. So this morning we're going to talk about two unfamiliar characters in this text, okay? Because if you ask the general public, have you ever heard the story of Eunice and Lois in the Bible? Okay, they would probably be like, Just generally, they would probably be like, no. (laughs) So, but if you said, have you heard about Timothy in the Bible? They'd be like, yeah, I sure have, you know? So that's who we're going to talk about. Even those of us um, who may be familiar with Eunice and Lois, raise your hand if before I read that text, you've heard of Eunice and Lois. Raise your hand. I got some Bible readers in the house. Hallelujah. You know, but we really don't know much about them because there really aren't many Scripture's about them in the Bible, even those of us who have read the text. Uh, but Timothy tells the story of the life of Eunice and Lois. Timothy was Eunice and Lois' legacy. Okay? He was their legacy. Because though we don't know a lot about those two women, that grandmother and mother who raised that mighty man of God, we know a lot about Timothy. We know that Timothy was mentored by Paul, who wrote a lot of the New Testament right? We know that Timothy was, uh, Paul would take Timothy with him on his mission journeys to different churches and he would sometimes leave Timothy there to pastor. Timothy was a pastor. He was a bishop and he went all around in that age preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. He was a mighty man of God that we know a lot about. Two letters in the New Testament are written specifically to him and there are some letters that are written to other churches by Paul, where Paul says, this letter is introduct- is, in- is introduced to you by me and Timothy. okay? He was a really important guy. But what I love about this text is we find that the faith that was in Timothy, Paul says, was first in your mother and in your grandmother and I am here to encourage a woman of God a mother or a grandmother in the house this morning that is raising children you are raising grandchildren and it may seem like I just don't know if anything I do is recognized important valuable does it even matter anymore but you don't know you may have a Timothy in your home you may be raising the next Billy Graham you may be raising the next missionary pastor teacher you have have no idea the importance of what you are doing as a woman of God. So I'm here to encourage you today that you can impart to your children today in 2023 the same things that Eunice and Lois imparted to Timothy all those years ago. You have access to it. And we're going to talk about it this morning. Number one, what did they impart to Timothy? They imparted genuine faith. Someone say genuine genuine okay ladies if you buy a genuine coach purse it costs a whole lot more than a knockoff coach purse you know what i'm saying i'm just saying genuine is the key word here paul says timothy the thing i remember the most about you not is that you have all these spiritual gifts Not that you've traveled all over the world preaching the gospel. What I remember the most about you is that your faith is genuine. And that faith was first in your mother and your grandmother. Genuine is an adjective. Meaning truly what something is said to be. Authentic. Authentic. How many of you know we need more authentic people in 2023? (laughs) Yes, because it's really easy to pretend like we are full of faith or pretend like we are a certain personality, but to be real, to be authentic. What is genuine can be difficult to detect in a world of social media where everybody gets... Every single time. On our bad days, we will open up the Facebook and we will find another mother or grandmother or this could even be for men or, you know, put it at your job, a teacher. We can find anyone and we can compare their best to our worst. But what God wants from us to impart to our children is genuineness. And Paul notes in this letter to Timothy of his genuine faith that first filled his mother and his grandmother. And that is the kind of faith that our children and our grandchildren need us to model in front of them. Okay? Because when we are raising children and grandchildren, it is not do as I say and not as I do. That's not the way they work. The way they work is they watch you and they imitate you. And what Eunice and Lois did is they raised Timothy up in a home where they were constantly modeling before him living a life of faith. Were they missionaries? No. Does it say they were leaders in the church? No. It just says they were a mother and a grandmother and they imparted faith into the life of Timothy see some of you may think in here I'm never going to be a pastor I'm never going to be a missionary I'm never going to be up on that platformer stage but listen woman of God man of God God has a work for you to do to impart faith into the legacy that we are raising in our own homes and in the church house somebody give God praise. And let me tell you, imparting a genuine faith is not about. It is not living a life of perfection. Faith is not an is not an absence of obstacles, and is not the presence of perfection. But sincere faith is often, and genuine faith is often developed in the struggle. That's when it's developed. It's when things aren't perfect. It's when things aren't easy. And we look at Eunice and Lois, and we may think, well, they were able to impart this kind of faith into Timothy because their life was perfect. But this is not true at all. We know that according to Acts 16 and 1, blessed are those who take notes, is what the pastor says, that Eunice was a Jewish believer who was married to a Greek man. Okay? So Timothy's father was not a believer. His mother was a believer. His father was not. Now, the role of Timothy's father is a bit unclear. He could have been a non-believing Greek uh, father who remained in the home, or he could have been a gentleman who died early in life, leaving Timothy to be raised by his mother and his grandmother. But the point I'm trying to make here is that your situation does not have to be perfect for you to impart faith to your children. Your situation, if you have a past, guess what? Jesus can take care of that. And it's never too late. It's never too late. Maybe you're a grown-up and you have teenage children and you've just now given your life to the Lord and you're thinking, I've got a lot of catching up to do. I wasted a lot of years. God doesn't need you to be perfect. He needs you to be available and he needs you to be obedient and he needs you to start today imparting faith into the next generation. Faith is is not the absence of obstacles. Faith is not the presence of perfection. Genuine faith is faith that is exercised in your real life. Not in your fake life. Not in the life you wish you had. Not in the life you post that you have on Facebook. I'm talking about your real everyday life. Because guess what? That's where your children see you. They see you in the home. What you do in the home matters. Don't you dare let the enemy tell you that you can't impart genuine faith into your children because your situation is less than ideal. Because most everyone in the Bible that did anything great for God came from a less than ideal situation. Let's name some. Jesus was born in a manger to a young virgin girl Esther who saved an entire nation was an orphan who had lost her parents and was basically forced into a beauty pageant she didn't sign up for and became queen and saved a whole nation. David was a shepherd. He was the youngest. He was the weakest. He was out in the field every day while everybody else was in the war and they were strong and they were handsome. And David was just out in the field somewhere. And guess what? God said, that's the one I'm going to use because I get to choose. That's the one. David's the one. So don't make excuses. Decide today. Decide today before you leave here. Lord, I'm not going to make excuses. Is my situation perfect? Maybe not. But God, you have called me and given me everything I need to impart faith into the children and grandchildren that I'm raising in my home. Somebody say amen. 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 And how do we do that? Because that seems like a very obscure task, right? Impart faith into your children. And if I just left you there, you would be like, okay, but how do I do that? That is really obscure and a big task, right? The Bible tells you how to do it. Romans 10, 17 says this. So faith comes by, oh, I got some Bible readers in the house, and hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. And the way we impart faith into our children is not just by worshiping it's not just by what they see and our emotions and our worship we impart faith to our children according to Scripture by imparting the Word of God into them and we know that Eunice and Lois did this they gave Timothy so the first thing they gave him to raise up a legacy was a genuine faith if you're taking notes number two the second thing they did to raise a legacy was they gave Timothy the knowledge of Scripture 2 Timothy 3.15 says, as Paul is writing to Timothy, he says, And I remember how from childhood, from childhood, Paul was not in of God, which are able and acquainted with the sacred writings, the Word of God, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Eunice and Lois taught Timothy God's word from childhood and there is power in investing spiritual truths into our children and if you are and if you have gotten saved at a later age and your children are older it's never too late to start but if you are a parent of young children I'm talking about little babies that you bring in the church house with goldfish and race cars and you just try to keep them content until the service is over God will bless you for that you are not doing that in vain you bring those babies to the house of the lord because you are imparting an acquaintance with scripture at a young age and this is why timothy had a solid foundation to stand on how many of you think the children's ministry and youth ministry that we have here at forward is incredible wave your hand at me give a hand clap absolutely absolutely our youth leaders knock it out of the park. Paige, Corey, Pastor Tristan, Miss Tara, Rod, Kimberly, incredible with our teenagers. Our t- our youth group has grown this year from about 40 to about 120 in like 30 seconds flat. I don't, We don't know how it happened, but it happened. And I believe it's just because we're imparting an acquaintance with the Word of God into them, okay? They're not just over there playing games and having fun. They are... They are are being given the opportunity to understand the word of God. And I love our kids' ministry. And I love our youth ministry. And I was saved as a youth. I was baptized as a youth. And I praise God for that. But guess what? Youth group and children's church is only meant to partner with the parent, not replace the parent. You can't be replaced in the life of your child. You can't be replaced by the model that you put before them. Because these leaders get your kids about two to three hours a week. But you get your kids every other day of the week and every other hour of the day. It matters most to your children, not what Pastor Jennifer and what Pastor Rod and Corey say. It matters to your children more what you say. It matters to your children more what you say about the plans God has for them. It matters to your children more what you say. Proverbs 22 and 6 says this. A lot of you know this. Train up a child in the way he should go. And then when he's old, he won't depart from it. Do you know that we live in a world and in a culture that is cramming information into the minds of our children? At a rate that most of them cannot even process. And most of it is garbage. How much more important is it that we are taking the truths of God's Word, what God says about their identity, who God says they are, what God says they can have, and we're imparting that into them at a faster rate than what the world is imparting garbage into them. It's our job to do it. We've got to do it. We have got to impart a knowledge of Scripture, a knowledge, an acquaintance with the Word of God into our children. Genuine Faith, a knowledge of the word of God. And I want to talk about this one for a little bit. And this, is, all of this really is for the guys and the girls. But this one especially. Spiritual fostering or adoption. Okay, take a deep breath. Spiritual fostering or adoption. In the absence of a spiritual father. Remember, Timothy's father was not a believer. In the absence of a spiritual father, Eunice and Lois instructed Timothy and they connected Timothy to Paul to foster as a son of God. Listen, we love our babies, mamas. We love them so much. But sometimes we have to give them the gift of discipleship because sometimes they will go through seasons where as much as this breaks our heart, they may not come to us. But if we can connect them to some other men and women of God. Let me tell you something. The friends that you hang out with matter in the lives of your children. Not just in your life, in the lives of your, are your friendships, are they benefiting not just your life, but the lives of your children? Because we have got to give our kids access and opportunity to be spiritually fostered and adopted, okay? It means that we have to find men and women of God other than us who can pour into the lives of our children. It's our job to train them from childhood but isn't it refreshing and encouraging to know that Christ wants us to partner with others listen to this this is kind of this is tough but we're going to go here acts 16 and 3 if you're taking notes records that Timothy had not been circumcised on the eighth day after birth like most Jewish boys. Because we know that Timothy was raised by a Greek father. So he didn't participate in things that other Jewish boys would have participated in. In order to gain the trust and respect of the Jews in the area, Paul, Timothy's mentor, circumcised Timothy as a young man and took on the role as his father. That's what that meant. That's what your father would do for you. That's what your priest would do for you. And Timothy and Paul did that lovingly. And he called Timothy in 1 Timothy 1 and 2, my true child in the faith. My true child in the faith. We have to allow for spiritual mothers and fathers to come alongside of our children. But then the flip side of that, church, is that we have to be available and willing and vigilant to spiritually mother and father children who may not have a spiritual mother or father. You never will replace their mother or father. You should always honor their mother and father, whether they're believers or not. You always honor their parents, but God may be calling you to seek some children and even some younger adults than you who don't have a spiritual mother in their life and pull them alongside of you and take them out to eat after church on Sunday and, and, and pray for them and send them birthday cards and do the things that a parent would do for that person because we need discipleship. We need one another, and we're all called, man and woman, to spiritually adopt the sons and daughters of this house and raise them up to be mighty men and women of God. They should not be counted out just because their parents aren't here. Timothy's faith was ignited and imparted by his mother and grandmother, but it was Paul who mentored him. We've got to get, that's why it's so important to get our kids connected in children's ministry and in youth ministry. It's not meant to replace you. It's meant to enhance the discipleship process in their life. And I'm sure it was hard for Eunice and Lois to release Timothy when the time came. And Paul said, Timothy, I need to take you with me. And we need to go on mission trips together. And we need to go preach the gospel together. We need to remember these were real women. Think about if that was your baby that somebody mentored and then said, I need to take them with me to another country to preach the gospel and how we would feel. But they were able to release him and give him that opportunity to do what he was called to do. This text is about a grandmother and a mother. It's about a spiritual father and a spiritual son. It's about men and women. It's about young and old. You're never too young. You're never too old to be a part of what God is doing, raising a legacy. Listen, you can't count yourself out once you get past 50, 60, 70-year-olds and say, well, I guess it's just time for the young people to do it and they're doing a good job and I'm just going to let them do it because we need the wisdom of the older generation so that we don't get up here and do something foolish. Listen, you are not done in the kingdom of God. You are needed in the kingdom of God. You are needed as a spiritual mother. You are needed as a spiritual father. Do what you can. Start where you are. Use what you have, but don't make excuses. Don't say, well, I'm a woman, so I can't do that. Don't say, well, I'm a man, and that would not be very manly, and I can't do that. Don't say, I'm too old. Don't say I'm too young. Get in the game because we are raising a legacy around here, raising a legacy. And I'm going to close with this. I am trying to get you guys out of here early on Mother's Day. I don't want you all to be like Pharaoh, let my people go at the end of this. You know what I'm saying? So we got to give our kids a genuine faith a knowledge of the Scripture, an opportunity to be adopted, or either we need to be the ones to adopt. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm just praying right now in the name of Jesus that someone here this morning, God is going to put somebody on your mind. And it may not be a child. It may be somebody in their 20s or in their 30s. And, and you see that they are where you used to be. And God is calling you, he's calling you to speak into their life. You've got something for them. And I'm praying that somebody receives that this morning. But I'm going to close with this because what we all have, men and women, moms and dads, grandmothers and grandfathers, is an opportunity to lay an unseeable yet unshakable foundation for our children. Look at the world that our children are going to be raised in. It is a tough place it can be a confusing and scary place they need a foundation under them that cannot be shaken by the world and we all want the best for our babies raise your hand if you want the best for your kid you want your kid to have better than what you had absolutely we all do we all want our children to live skyscraper lives but they can't do that on a chicken coop foundation You see what I'm saying? We want them to live like this and be awesome and do all the cool things. But let me tell you something. If they do all the cool things without a solid foundation, it can be dangerous. We've got to make sure that we're we're imparting a foundation so that as they do all the cool things, they they can stay right before the Lord. And they still can in 2023. Don't let the enemy lie to you and tell you that this generation doesn't love the Lord and can't serve the Lord. I don't care how crazy the world is. God is still on the throne, He's still more powerful than the devil, and He still gives the church what we need to raise sons and daughters in the kingdom of God. The Lord is not scared of 2023, He absolutely is not in heaven just sweating, saying, What are they going to do with their children? He's not, because he knows that he put in his word exactly what you need to raise your children, to give them an unseeable, but an unshakable foundation. I wanna give you an illustration here. How many of you have ever been to the city like in Mobile or some big city, and you've seen those big skyscraper buildings. You know what I'm talking about? The big skyscraper. Okay, those skyscrapers may seem to sit on just a normal foundation, like maybe your house or mine. Skyscrapers require a well-planned, somebody say well-planned, structure that will anchor them to the ground in order to prevent natural forces from toppling them over. There's a word in that. Mega tall structures need a low center of gravity achieved by digging deep. Somebody say digging deep into the ground to find a soil sturdy enough to hold the weight of that building. For some of the world's tallest buildings, that means digging as deep as, uh, let's see, 92 yards deep. Pouring that foundation into the ground. 92 yards. That's just 28 yards shy of a football field. That's how deep that thing is. And guess what? You don't see any of that. You never walk up to a building and say, that is a pretty nice foundation. That is impressive. Never. What you do is you look up and you say, this is a magnificent structure. These architects really knew what they were doing and they did, but But the foundation of that building is what gave it its integrity, not the height. And we, when we look at a skyscraper, we're all by its height, but we should never forget the depth that sustains it. We should never forget those that have paved the way for us. It is because of the foundations that they laid that we are who we are today. You may have a mom, a dad that laid a spiritual foundation for you and you should honor them. You may not always agree with them, but you should honor them. Because the Bible doesn't say honor thy father and mother that you always agree with. It just says honor thy father and mother. Maybe you don't have a great relationship with either one of your parents, but maybe there's been men or women come alongside of you and really help you. You should honor, honor those people because we know little about Eunice and Lois. A lot of their work, a lot of what went into Timothy is not even recorded in scripture. And a lot of what you do as a mother or a grandmother may seem like sometimes it's so unnoticed. Do these children even realize that I have picked up their socks off of the floor for the 15,000th time today? Do they even know that when they came home, and they were sad because they didn't make the team that I went into my bedroom and cried because it broke my heart. Did they know that I have went into my bedroom, grandmothers? Do my grandchildren know that I have went into my bedroom at night and called their name out in prayer because it seems like they don't even know who God is? Well, guess what? What you're doing may be unseeable, but it's unshakable. It's a foundation. You're digging deep. You're digging deep. You're digging deep so that those children and grandchildren can live a life that is high and that is good and that has lots of great things. But you are the one, and we've got to be willing. We may not always feel significant. We may not always feel like we're getting the thank yous we deserve, but we have to remember that strength comes from the foundation. And a foundation has to be well-planned and hard-earned. A foundation is well-planned and hard-earned, but are we willing? Are we still willing in 2023 where we want the likes, and we want the comments, and we want the shares, and we want the little hearts that people tap on when we do our Facebook things, right, to do what needs to be done in imparting faith and a knowledge of Scripture even when it seems unnoticed? Are we committed to still teaching our children the Word of God, even if... The world doesn't value it or applaud it. Are we still willing to do it? I think we are. I I think in Forward Church, we have a church that's willing to do all of those things. I think that's why we're growing. I think that's why God is blessing. It isn't because any of us are special or have figured it out. It is simply because we have a lot of people in this house, a lot of women. You raised your hand at the beginning. You said, I'm willing. I'm willing to serve. I'm willing to keep the nursery. I'm willing to work in kids' church. I'm willing to be a greeter. Because if we're willing, we will leave a legacy that stands tall. We will leave a legacy that doesn't topple over from natural forces like those skyscraper buildings. In the text we ended up with, verse 6 and 7 says this. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Let me tell you what. In 2023, God can still replace the spirit of fear for a spirit of love power and of sound mind. He can do it for your children. He can do it for you. He can do it for your grandchildren. He is the Lord. And we are providing our children with a legacy that even in this crazy world, they will be able to stand and say, you know what? I refuse to live in fear. I refuse to live in fear. Our children don't have to live riddled with anxiety and depression. That's not how God wants them to live. God wants them to conquer the things He's called them to conquer and do the great things He's called them to do. He wants them to be filled with love and power and a sound mind. Some versions say self-discipline. And we need a lot of that in the world we live in. A love, power, self-discipline. The church still has what it takes to raise a legacy. We've still got it. The enemy has not taken it away from us. He has not taken away from us the things that God has given us to raise a legacy for the kingdom of God. So if you will all across this room, if you would just go ahead and stand on your feet. If you would stand on your feet. And this is how I want us to close this service out. I want you to call out in prayer the names of your children, the names of your grandchildren. I want you to call out in prayer the names of someone that maybe God is calling you to mentor in the faith. And I want you to ask God, God, use me. No more excuses. No more excuses, God. I'm in a real situation. I'm not perfect, but I'm available. I'm available to model genuine faith and impart scripture. I want you um, to ask God, maybe or maybe you're a youth, maybe you're a young person or even a young adult, a, a grown-up, and you need a spiritual mother or father. You 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 you're thinking, I'm married, I have children, and I've never had anyone model to me what a what a Christian, what a godly home looks like or marriage looks like. And I need somebody in my life just to come alongside of me and 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 disciple me and love me and help lead me. If that's you, ask God. Say, God, send them to me. Send them to me. I'm available. I'm available. Thanks again for joining us on the Forward Church podcast. We hope today's message was a blessing to you. If you'd like more information, you can check us out on Facebook or at forwardchurchonline.com.